Hello, everybody, and welcome to Humble and Hungry. I'm your friend, Natalie Poucher. We have a really fun show for you today. I have my so handsome, lovely chef fiance, Riley Huddleston, on the show today. I am asking him so many questions. We're talking about relationships, about finances as a couple. I am recapping you guys on how we met and Piper's story, our daughter Piper and how she got her name, all of that. It's going to be so much fun, but I have some news for you guys. I'm so excited to share this. We have officially joined the Cloud 10 and iHeartRadio team. I'm so excited. They have some incredible shows. They have Kate Hudson, uh, Rachel Zoe, Busy Phillips. I mean, so many insane people. I, I can't even believe my name is attached to this network. I'm not going to lie. I'm so incredibly humbled and thankful. Um, I'm, I, you know, the fact that they even believed in me and my voice and what this show represents in our community of what you and I have built. I'm just, I'm so thankful and I can't wait to see what the future holds. So, oh, now we can breathe. We can relax. Thank you guys all for the love and support. And I wouldn't be here without you. So I hope you guys enjoy the show. Hello, babe. Hello. I'm just going to just go straight to it. <laughs> no fancy introduction this time. I like that. I feel very special. <laughs> Not. <laughs> um, people like to get to, or they enjoyed getting to know you last week. You know, I felt that it was a great episode for me to get to know everybody because there was some great comments on my feed. Oh, yeah? <laughs> okay, good. Um so I'm, there's a few questions that I want to get to for sure. <clears throat> Definitely about like how we met and just like a couple of things about like living together and all these things. So I feel like we'll get to that. But I went on a tangent on Instagram the other day and I talked about how when I go to the grocery store, I have two modes. I either go to the grocery store when I'm starving and then I buy like $300 worth of food. Maybe not 300, but you know, like it's expensive. Because then I'm thinking, oh my God, we can make this and we can do that. Or I go to the grocery store and I am already full and I'm just going for like specific things. And I'm thinking, you know what? I'm going to be fit. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eat clean. And I buy all like healthy stuff. And then I get home, I put it all away and then I'm hungry and then I'm annoyed that I didn't buy anything that was like ready to go. Well, I think you've done a couple things wrong already. Okay. What? 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 <laughs> First, <laughs> everybody knows you're not supposed to go to the grocery store hungry. I know. I know. I mean, that is, you know what, number I, you one. know what the worst thing is, is that when you leave the grocery store and we've done this together, by the way, and then we stop by. In and out, because there's an In and Out that's right next to Whole Foods. That's In and Out's like the only fast food you'll actually eat. That's true. <laughs> I, I do appreciate an In and Out burger. <laughs> Anyways, uh, and I'm sorry if I'm congested. I'm I have like the worst allergies, and my eyes are so puffy. Oh my god. Um. Anyway, so 
I, I'm already doing something wrong. Okay, so I'm already going to the store hungry. And you don't have a plan. You always have to have a plan. Like, what do you mean? You have to know what you want to make. You have to have a prep list. You have to have an I, well, a plan. Because you can't have just an idea of like, hmm, I'm going to be healthy. Well, you have to have more than just that. It's like in the kitchen. All right. We are making a menu. We make prep lists. We make order guides. And we make recipes. If you're at home and you see something online that you want to make or in a cookbook, get the recipes down. Look at their prep list. Everything's there so you know what you need to buy because you're never going to be successful if you just go to the grocery store and cross your fingers and throw the dart at the wall and hope it sticks. I know. Okay, so maybe that's what we need to do. We need to just go in with the plan. Monday, we're doing pasta night or whatever it is. Because <laughs> that's not healthy. Mm. Tuesday, it's this. Wednesday, it's that. I know. You're All right. using the zucchini for your pasta. Yeah, that's very true. I do. I, I was telling everybody last week that I only know three main things. I know how to make a mean bolognese sauce, tacos, and a chicken soup. <laughs> Would you agree? I would agree with that. <laughs> I would agree with that. Do you think I'm good at anything else? Babe, your anything? seasoning is on point. Oof. Whatever she Did makes, you hear that? honestly, <laughs> is really balanced. She has the right amount of acid and salt. It's and so intimidating spices. to cook for you. It's hard. When you're over here making like four course dinners, five course dinners, and like the bougiest stuff, and I'm over here like... I'll throw a little taco seasoning, <laughs> a little this, a little that. It's hard. Do you know how hard it is for me to cook? Because your expectation is a seven-course tasting menu, and I only deliver four, and then, you know, then I can see in your face that you're just like That's down. not true. That's not true. And I was telling them, too, how you say to make love to your food. And then I said, I'm probably a really bad lover. <laughs> <laughs> no, you see, can See, you balance. didn't listen to the episode. You, you only listened to parts. it. I know. Because everything you make tastes fantastic because you're balancing the flavors. But I did you're tell making you that, love to the food. I did tell you that I was I was like a beast in the kitchen. I told you that I was so good at cooking. Do you remember that when we were yeah, dating? I do. And, um, <laughs> you know, that one meal that you made me. Oh, that oh was my gosh. You have to your, tell them. Your first meal. Oh, that was great. Riley was coming over. I'll tell them. Riley was coming <laughs> over to my house when we were dating and I got so nervous and I called my mom, of course. And I was like, mom, we have to cook for Riley tonight. (laughs) He's coming over. I told him that I was going to make him dinner. And so my mom was like, okay, okay, okay. So we go, I think you wanted like an authentic meal or something, but anyways. Oh, you just said you were going to cook for me. I did. Don't don't put this on me. Yeah, I don't remember. (laughs) Anyways, so my mom makes like her good chicken soup, which at the time I didn't know, really know how to make. Um, and it, it it's just like, it's like un caldo de pollo that's like delicious. Anyway, she basically makes a soup and she leaves the liver in the soup. And I, mm. <laughs> and I thought it was just like really tender chicken, <laughs> part of the chicken. So I put it specifically in his plate cause I was like, oh, this is nice and soft and tender. And then he ate it and he about 
<laughs> you about died. You wanted to vomit. I think your face turned like 10 just, different shades of green. Yes. It was a mouthful of iron. It was so good. Oh, so good. And you still stayed with me. Uh, I'm sorry. I know. I'm surprised you actually eat my chicken soup now. Anyways, that actually gets to how we met. So let's like backtrack it a little bit. Why are you looking at me like you're shocked? I'm ready. I'm ready for this. It's like PTSD or something exactly. or what? Yeah. Yes. The chicken like... noodle soup was already bad enough. Now, <laughs> now we're going to be before that. Just kidding. Um, so we met through our bosses at the time, my boss at the time and his current boss. And they were opening up Lido house, which is their hotel here in Newport beach. And, um, they were doing a private tasting. So it was my prior, um, employer, uh, and her husband and then Bob, and his wife at the time. Yes. So it was just them four. And, um, you know, my employer basically was like, you need to meet this guy. Yeah. The first thing out of her mouth wasn't, hello, my name is, it was just Natalie. <laughs> Gave me a hug and said, Natalie. And I'm like, <laughs> like she's got to meet you. I know your name's not Natalie. <laughs> so now I'm very confused for a second. Uh, and I just smiled and acted like I knew what she was talking about. That's so funny. It was you. It was me. And so I was dating someone at the time who was a sociopath and psychotic. And if you guys want to know that story, I'll, I'll reshare it. But it was a really, really terrible relationship. Um, we ended up, um, sort of talking here and there because my prior employer wanted to hire him for an event at her house. It was like a 4th of July party. And so him and I sort of had to like text and talk here and there and well let's rewind that a little bit because (laughs) i didn't know i was doing this party so you just called me bob gave you my information to get a hold of me because i was going to be cooking this dinner and she calls and like "Yeah, yeah yeah hey you know i'm natalie and you're doing this party. And I was like, no, I'm going to see if I know anybody. Because I just moved here, you know, maybe six months prior. or um, Maybe a year, actually. And I hadn't, we haven't had an open restaurant yet. I don't know any cooks. I don't know anybody yet. So I'm sitting there like, no, let me ask around. And she was just implying that I was going to be making this meal. So... That was just very confusing phone call, and she wasn't very nice. Cause oh, that's not true. She's treating me like <gasps> that's not true. I was doing this, and that's probably because that's because what Bob. The information that told I got her. was, "Hey, yeah, Riley's gonna cook for you guys. Just call him. Just tell him what you want." <laughs> and then I was like, "No, I don't even like this person. She's, you know, not, me. Yeah, you. You were what? you because you were very bossy." Uh, oh my gosh that's absolutely changed because she's not bossy at all now Uh, (laughs) piper's the bossy one now (laughs) she passed the gene on to piper Um, no assertive is different by the way don't let men tell you this assertiveness is not being bossy and and had i been a guy would that be different yes because it came across as bossy (laughs) because i didn't know my boss just lack of communication okay you know all right So, So, so then we go cook for them, change the whole menu. You were supposed to be there. That was supposed to be my in. I was going to meet her that day and she doesn't show up. Yeah, I know. And the day that he was supposed to go do a walkthrough, 
She also doesn't show up. I didn't show up. And that's the only reason why because I really wanted to do a walkthrough. who doesn't walk through at 8 a.m.? Because Or not I even. It was, like it was like 7.30. It was like 7.30 I have a day job that starts at 9. So he goes to the house and... I, you know, was a house manager. I had, a, I wore a bunch of different hats. And so I didn't let the, um, housekeepers know that he was coming. And normally with vendors or people that are going to be working an event, we don't let them go through the house. And so I didn't, I forgot to let them know. And they made him walk around the side of the house and like walk through plants and, and dirt and all that. And he about, he about quit. <laughs> he was so I was very, very upset. Which, I show which, up, wait, I have my which, loafers on, my slacks, my I'm in a suit and for my day job. And then get walking. there and it's like, walk through the plants, walk through the mud, go around the trampoline, almost off the cliff. You know, <laughs> uh, it's, it was great. It was great. Yeah. First couple intros that she never showed up for. Which leads us to, again, we've never met at this point. It's only just like word of mouth here. And just him and I randomly talking. And then the day that I take the photos down of me and my my ex-boyfriend at that point, that's the day he texts me and goes, you owe me that drink or something like that. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. <laughs> and it was because of making him walk through the side of the house. And, and not he, showing up. And twice. not showing up and bailing on him and whatever. Anyway, <laughs> that was our beautiful love story. And then we met at the deck, which is a really cool restaurant right on the ocean in Laguna Beach. And we had good conversation. He was very shy, very mysterious. I couldn't really put my finger on it. But when you haven't changed, <laughs> you're still mysterious. <laughs> I have to keep you on your toes. Oh, is that what it is? That's okay. what it is. Um, yeah. And then we dated for about six months. And then he took me to Paris because he was blending his first bottle of champagne um, with Piper Heitzig. And it was for Lido House, like an exclusive bottle for Lido House. And so he was like, hey, I'm going to be in Champagne, France. Why don't you come meet me in Paris? I mean who says no to that? So I flew out there and then that's when we really fell in love. And we had like the most magical trip every day was just like over the top. Like every day was just better than the next. Oh my God. It was so special. It was so, so cool. And, and then what do you know? A year later, he's back in Champagne blending for his second the the second volume of this Piper Heitzig sort of exclusive um, bottling that they were doing and that day that I was dropping him off at the airport I find out that I'm pregnant I mean a lot has to do with Paris our relationship all the I monumental know. moments have to do with Paris. I know. Oh, it's so special. And so, yeah. And so I, I remember just dropping him off at the airport. I ran got a pregnancy test and then I was bawling my eyes out because I thought he was going to be so mad at me. <laughs> and my sister was like, you have to call him. Like you can't wait 16 hours until he lands in Paris. And so I call him and I'm like, Hey, uh, what are you doing? And he's like, Oh, there's like a delay. What's up? I'm like, you may want to sit down. <laughs> and then I dropped the bomb on him and then I sent him on his way on a 16 hour flight to Paris. 
that there was no sleep. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you take for your flights that help you sleep. There wasn't enough champagne on the flight to help you sleep. <laughs> and then you land and then you drive a few hours, which then the time difference is Is that all you could think limiting. about on the flight? Well, it's also, yeah, but it's also limiting the communication because you can't talk. I know. You know, you can't talk things through. You can't talk about how you're feeling, what, what's going mind on you, in your mind. We were just dating at that point. We were living together and we had talked. We almost broke up before, like three months before this, because you were like, I don't think I want kids. And I was like, well, I want the option of wanting kids. And then you're like, well, you're going to have to make that decision. I, I did say that. I know. I was in a great spot. I didn't need kids. And then look at you now. Well, now Wrapped I don't need around. two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's where we're at now. He doesn't. He really doesn't want a second. I do, but not yet. And Piper's perfect, so why, why ruin it with two? <laughs> you're the worst. <laughs> and the second one's going to come, and you're going to be like, they're both perfect. And then you're going to be like, why not have three then? No, no, no. I'm good with two. Let's not be outnumbered here. I can't. There's some women that can handle it, like champs. They should, they, and they should have children. But me, with my patience level, I think two is good. Anyway, so um, then we, so we had a scare. As, after I found out and I let him know that we were pregnant, it was honestly, it was Super Bowl Sunday. On Monday, I was in the hospital because I woke up and I was like bleeding like crazy. And I was like, Oh my God, like I'm, I'm for sure having a miscarriage and all those thoughts go to your head. Like, shit, is it because I was thinking about, you know, not that I didn't want the baby, but you, you go through all these emotions of just like, shit, like, what are we going to do anyway? So I thought it was like karma or something. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is like the worst. So I go to the hospital. I'm now not still not able to talk to Riley because I think I, I think I had texted you or something yeah, because I was the time change. And then I went straight to blending. Right. And so I go to the hospital with my mom and my sister and we're sitting there and they're doing like a bunch of different, um, tests and ultrasounds and whatnot. And, um, they, they do the internal ultrasound where they stick that little wand in there. And I'm like tearing up at this point. Cause I'm thinking, yeah. And, and I was saying it out loud. I'm like, I know, I know it's a miscarriage. I just know it. And the tech was like, I'm not supposed to tell you this, but there's your little baby. And I was like, Oh my gosh. And so I tell Riley the whole story. He, you were so supportive by the way. Well, it's interesting because you said your mind went to, I screwed it up, everything, right? Whereas my mind is like, well, that's just in God's hands. Whatever is meant to be is going to be, right? Well, I had those thoughts too. too. I just But thought, that's my first thought. It's yeah. Like, huh, this is either going to happen because we're supposed to or it's yeah. not going to happen. But it was never, like, how did dare I, you yeah. screw up? my baby or whatever. Yeah, right? yeah. It wasn't a negative. It was like, ah, now it's out of our hands. Right. Like whatever is meant to be is meant to be. And I had those thoughts too. I think it was just, um, it, so many things were racing. Cause I, I knew it was about to change my entire life, our entire life, you know? And so then I, I tell you, and I let you know, 
And that same day, you're like, this is so crazy. I just blended this champagne and it's going to take nine months to basically make and bottle this champagne. So then I think later that night, I get a text message with a ton of names for boys. If it's a boy, girl, if it's a girl and Piper as a girl was the only name. It was the only option just because the nine mm-hmm. months, everything aligned. So it was like, man, if this baby comes and the miscarriage was not a miscarriage and she shows up as a girl, Piper is the only name. Yeah. It wasn't an option. Yeah. It was so perfect. And then it did. It happened like that. And then here she is. And here she is. And we're going to save a bottle for her. That way uh, when she's 21. cases. A few cases. That way when she's 21, she can drink some Piper. And it was interesting. Yesterday I was talking to somebody and they were like, you should get like two or three cases. So then at the point, which could be controversial, but to make a ritual with us that it's like when she turns 16, they were like, because that's drinking age in Europe. Europe. When I was talking to... um, my buddy over there, he was like, you should open up a bottle when she's 16 and then a bottle when she's 17. Yeah. And, and then it becomes this ritual for, see, I'm okay with, I'm okay with that. I feel like, you know, when they do it at your dinner table with your parents, you know, you're sitting there, you can educate them. And I think that you're a big proponent of that, of just like, let's, let's talk about it. Let's do it in front of me. Let's, and I want, and it's funny. Um, where were we? We were in Hawaii. And my cousin let um, one of my nieces have a little bit of something because she's, you know, later in her teens. And Riley looked at me and he goes, Piper's never doing that. (laughs) He's like, she's not starting off with that shit. (laughs) And it was more of like, I want her to be educated and not just think this is like to get wasted or to do this. Like you want her to appreciate it. And I want her to have a really advanced palate. So oh, then this guy. the guy that comes into her life is going to struggle <laughs> and really, really have to perform. This is called daddy issues, <laughs> honey. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. Oh my gosh. All right. So that's basically how we met and then the Piper story. And, and then, you know, on my Instagram, I have a whole video, but on my 30th birthday, my golden birthday, um, I wanted to do a gender reveal party. So we have the gender reveal. Riley proposes. My gosh. It was epic. And it was like such a beautiful day. I had everyone that I loved around me. And if you guys haven't seen that video, go to my Instagram. Um, It's there. It's, it's, it was a really special time. So yeah. And then um, here we are now still not married (laughs) and not having baby number two. We're in a rental house that we love, but almost got outbidded by people to get into this house. Um, but we do love this house. Do you like this house? I love this house. Right? Yeah. I feel like it's it's like the perfect, it was a perfect transition between our apartment and wherever we go to next. It's not too big. It's not too small. Piper can run around. She loves being chased. It's perfect size. It is. It really is good. And if we did have a second, then... There's enough rooms for her to, you know, then or he have a bed. Then my office is again, again <laughs> taken away. 
<laughs> no, no, no. We'll we'll save you the office. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So there's a lot of questions that came in last week because I did a little Q&A last week since you say that you listened to the show last week. I listened to parts. Your parts. Uh, and so someone wanted to know how we deal with our finances, which I thought was a really good question. Why are you looking at me? <laughs> so when we started dating, I had major anxiety about finances before, um, even before you. It was more about like, what do you do when you're married? Like, how do you stay independent, but merge accounts? How do you not ask for money, but then feel like this is all of our money? Like, I just, I couldn't wrap my brain around it. And then when we met, I feel like we just had really open conversations before we, I think we even moved in together. Yes, because you have to have those conversations. Because I'm, I mean, I'm very particular about my money situation. You, you can tell him about your ex. No, I... You broke up with her because she had too much debt. She had too much... And, and she didn't see it as an issue. And she didn't know how she was going to get out of it. And, like, all of her habits were in the direction of she doesn't care. It's not... We're not going to be able to get out of this. And so it's like... Spending was not a problem. Right. Like, oh, I'm in debt. Cool. I can still put money on credit card. No, that's right. not how so I free, live. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I think I'm very cautious with my money. I think when we met, we didn't talk about money right away. You did tell me that story because I think you wanted to put the feelers out there of like, hey, so do you have any debt? <laughs> and then when it's I was appalled by how much question. debt she had, I was like, oh, I, I'm, I definitely don't have that because I knew that's what you were going for, which thankfully... I didn't have any debt, but I know a lot of people do. I think it's just more about having that conversation and being honest of like, Hey, look, like I have family members that have a lot of debt because they had to go to school and they have whatever. But I think if you have a plan and say, Hey, look, I do have debt, but this is sort of like, this is my long-term plan or whatever it is. Like I'm putting away X amount of money and whatever that looks like. You both have to be on the same. Exactly. But I think that it's, it's the ones that just don't really care that that's where you didn't align. It's a red flag for me. Right. And also with like, <laughs> my brother-in-law was like, would always ask my sister, what's your credit score? <laughs> my sister mm-hmm. had terrible credit. And he's like, I can't marry you until you at least have an X amount of credit score because that's just, you know, it affects both of you, which we always found so appalling at first. And then I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, let's just, let's work on your credit a little bit and then we can... Had a nod. <laughs> he was much smarter than I am. That was an easier question to ask. Yeah, there you go. Now you know for your next wife. <laughs> Perfect. Learn Anyways, so, much. so we ended up, this is, this is what worked for us. So we were making um, similar, like a similar paycheck. And so 
we, and we both were very independent. Um, but we knew that at some point we had to merge some sort or, or open an account together because we had, once we started moving in or once we moved in together, we knew that we we're going to have, you know, mutual bills. And so what we decided moving in together was, um, we'll open up an account together. We'll leave our accounts alone. And in that account, we'll basically put in X amount every month. And we just decided on how much, you know, how we wanted to split things up. We had rent, we had utilities, uh, groceries. So we basically just made a list of all the things that were sort of mutual and what we were both going to spend on. But he would pay for his own car. I would pay for my own car, etc. Again, every relationship, they do this differently. But I just get always get so many questions about this because I think it, money is just such a, such a, a taboo subject. Um, and it's so sensitive. But again, do what works best for you guys in your relationships. But this is what worked best for us because we are, again, very independent. So I wanted to be able to say, I'm going to get my nails done and I don't have to ask you. Or I want to I want to make this purchase. I don't have to ask you. Now things are a little different. <laughs> but um, at that time, that's what we did. Basically, just put in X amount and then we'd pay the bills through that account. Um, and then after having the baby and then I wasn't working... We had that was a whole other conversation, which I was having full blown panic attack, <laughs> panic attacks about because we just had this, you know, we had like this cash flow coming in, and then when you don't have that money coming in, I know a lot of people um, lost their jobs during COVID and like livelihoods and stuff, and I know it's it it definitely takes a toll on the relationship and on the household, and you have to like restructure everything and talk about like okay what are we spending our money on or what can we cut on and let's budget or whatever. So. And I think that especially in our circumstance, there's a lot of stress added Mm -hmm. to you as a mom, a A new mom, yeah, new mom, a female and now no longer working. Yeah. That for me, the number one thing was, okay, I have to watch the money, but I'm not questioning and making any passes at you being like, well, why did you spend this money? Or why did, why is your gas $65 this week? Where Mm -hmm. were you driving? None of that mattered because you don't want to just take somebody's total life away when they go through such a big transition in life. Absolutely. No, you were support. Yeah. You were so supportive and you, I, I needed that. I needed the, the reassurance of, Hey, it's okay. Let's just look at the numbers and we'll figure it out. I think the scariest thing for me was you saying, cause this, this was like right after I had her. Um, I was scared you were going to be like, you need to leave the baby. You need to go find work. You like, I don't know. I was just scared of like all the things that you were going to tell me. Um, I was just, yeah, because it was just a really hard time for me. But luckily, and I will say, if you can save money anywhere you can, I had luckily a little savings account that I was able to just still have my own money that I didn't have to ask him for. So yeah, he took on more of like the rent and certain things, but we decided, okay, with the amount of money that we have, with what I have, what I have saved, I can still pay for my car. I can still pay for, you know, things like that. But the diapers and all the baby stuff now, all of those new um, things that you sort of have to add to your to your um, budget, he was like, okay, I got this, I got that. So 
it, it was just, you know, obviously having a, a partner helps tremendously. That was basically our sort of transition through finances. And now we're in a place where, um, you know, still sort of figuring it out. Right. And hopefully with now with this podcast that, you know, in the support of you guys, this can at least help a little, <laughs> help us a little <laughs> bit, but it's all good. I mean, I think it's just constantly being open and honest, right? Wouldn't you say? Yeah. Of just like constantly communicating. Yeah. Cause things continuously change. Yeah. Right? So you have to continuously just talk about it and be open and discuss, like, even if you're stressed one day and that's not really how you feel, still talk about it because mm-hmm. you're in it together. Yeah, exactly. I feel like we're doing a pretty good job, yeah, right? We're growing with it. You know, yeah. it's just each day is a new day and you have to grow and take the punches with the punches and you know, the highs with the highs. Oh, there's no lows. There's no, <laughs> th- those were the punches. Oh, 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 you know. got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Here was another question that I got. Do I resent how much you work? And then it's funny. I know it's funny. (laughs) So, and then the next question from somebody else was, "How does Riley balance work and family?" I'm a chef and would love some advice. So it's funny. I think it's like both perspectives. It's the one that works a lot, and then the one that has to deal with the person that's working a lot. So, do you want to go first? (laughs) (laughs) How would you How would you give advice to this person? Uh, well, I think balancing it. One, everybody should know it's a lifestyle. Um, I don't think it's a work strictly, right? It's like, oh, you work a lot. No, it's a lifestyle. It's a passion. Everything in most chefs' outlooks or creatives' outlooks is it's a lifestyle. The world revolves around it. So for me, food, travel, wine, spirits, just eating out. It's all encompassing Mm -hmm. the lifestyle at home, right? It's like, what are we drinking? What are we eating? What are we feeding Piper? All of that is not different than how I even view work. It's all just one lifestyle because nobody can do what we do as chefs um, and the hours that we have to put in to try to perfect it and push ourselves every day. If you think of it as a job. Mm-hmm. Once you think of it as a job, then you're not going to be successful. You're going to walk away from it or you're going to resent some part of life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing is a mindset. And then with being a dad and trying to take care of family, trying to support a family and also being a loving husband or fiance, um, gray area, uh, <laughs> then you have like in the mornings, I wake up with Piper every morning, mm-hmm. even if I get home at midnight or one o'clock in the morning, yeah. I'm still up with Piper because that's my time. Like it doesn't matter to me. And this is my perception is for me, as long as I'm present when I'm here, when I'm with Piper, with you, or we go to dinner or whatever, as long as I'm present and they are great moments, those are more important than if I'm with you all day long and then I'm not even present. So quality over quantity. Quality over quantity. Yep. And I have to say, you are so good at that. Even if you're exhausted, you are still up with her and you're playing with her and she loves it. Like she knows that that's like, like daddy time. And it'll be interesting to see how, as she gets older and has, as our life sort of evolves and changes, you know, 
what that new routine will be, but you're very good at that. I have to say you're a great dad. So, and I don't, and it's funny. So, and, and I think I'm going to piggyback on that as far as for me, when I met you, I knew that your work was everything. And there were, there were times before, before Piper where I was like, when am I going to come first? Because it was always like, there's an event or there's this, or there's a dinner or someone, you know, a food writer's coming in. And it was always like something was more important. And I think when I, when I changed my mindset of it's not about this is more important than me, it, I, I did look at it as this is just part of his life. Like I'm just now fitting into his world and he's doing his best and I can't take things personally because there was times in my work where I had to put or be somewhere that I, you know, and you understood, right? If it was like I had to be somewhere and I couldn't be with you. Um, so I think it's just constantly putting yourself in that person's shoes too. And yeah, like you said, I think it's just like taking those moments that when you do have them, you just, you're there, you're present, you have a good time together, you make memories and that's all you can really do. And I think with Piper having, you know, I was a little worried when Piper came in because I was like, I wonder how this is going to affect his work. Is he going to um, want to be home more and not want to work as much? Uh, but it hasn't really, I think, changed anything. I think there's been the moments, right, where I'm like, ah, I'd rather be at home or right. I want to stay at home. You know, um, when Piper cries, Piper's sick, those moments you just don't want to leave. But I think it's still that communication and we have just brought it into our lives Mm -hmm. um, because even when we talk, what does the next five years look like? Mm -hmm. My next five years is going to be crazy. And we know that now so we can prepare for it mentally because it is all mental game, just preparing, making sure one doesn't feel neglected versus the other. And we're fitting each other's needs at the same time um, as a family. And that and that could be, hey, the next month is just going to be really busy. Exactly. You have to say that the next month's going to be busy before you get to that month or you get in the month and then, then there becomes mm-hmm. resentment. I, I think what we're really <clears throat> good at, there's things that obviously we're not good at, but what I think we're really good at is um, when I, I like to know the next day, for example, so the night before I'll be like, okay, what's your day like tomorrow? Like what, what should I expect? Like, will you be home for dinner? Will you not? Are you going to be, you know, out late? Should I expect you home? Whatever it is. And I think that if you, if you look at it in small increments like that, like short term or long term, like you just said, so it's like, Hey, next month, this is sort of the idea. Um, try to carve out some time together. We're very bad at that. We are We're bad, very bad. at that. Very bad. Like we don't have any date nights. So we, we and, and, we, and I'll say to him, um, we're obviously, we open, we have very good open communication, but I'm like, we need to like reconnect. Like, I don't feel connected to you. And that just means like, I need like one-on-one time. Like I need to just like sit with you and, and really talk. Cause we'll have, every time he gets home, I never, I can never go to sleep before he gets home. So we have like a little bit of time before bed to just like sort of like catch up on the day. He can give me the lowdown on what happened and everything. But sometimes you just need like those dinners with no interruptions and just like hang out. Um, so I feel like we're, we're good at having that talk of like, okay, this is what the next month looks like. This is, I'll probably have these days off. Right. 
and then future. And then like the long-term goals of like, okay, where do we see ourselves in the next five years? What's our 10 year plan? What do we want to do? We're like, where do we want to be? I think it's just so healthy. Communication, you know, makes great leaders, makes great families. It's very important. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Let's shift gears a little bit. Let's talk, let's talk food and wine. Okay. I'm going to ask you a few questions. Okay. People are dying to know. The number one question I get asked is, what are your favorite wines under $25? Because as you know, he's a Psalm. And if you don't know, now you know. (laughs) He got his certification back in 2019. I think think it was early 2019. Um, So he knows a lot about wine. uh, Mostly because of consumption. And speaking of wine, we're about to sip on something. Would you like to tell them what we're sipping on? We are sipping on a Sigalis is the name. It's produced by Gerard Bertrand, a French white from the south of France. It's a blend. So you have a little bit of Chardonnay, Viognier, and Sauvignon Blanc. Mmm. And it's a 2018? It is a 2018. Shall we cheers? Of course. Always look, always look in, in the, the eyes. eyes. Not seven years of bad sex. He does this thing where he... Just like... Every, I mean, it's... You have to aerate it. It's like the natural way of aerating it. Yes. How do you feel about decanters? I think decanters have a time and place, right? Older wines that need to open up and get the sediment out... You also, that have been in a bottle for a very long time. Um, bigger, bolder wines, Napa Valley cabs, um, for example, that just need to breathe. Because wine does need to open up. It can does open it up matter, quicker in glass sometimes. Does it matter if it's like a two-buck truck? <laughs> um, you don't really need to open up that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You know, it's, so It's really just the bigger, the bolder, and... Typically, the more age wines need to really open up. Okay, so there's a time and place for decanters. Yes. Do you have one in particular that you love? So, you go to a nice restaurant, they always have these very fancy decanters. Some are like swans and, you know, these very long, like there's a snake one that wraps and it takes, no joke, probably an hour to clean these things. Um, How do you clean it? uh, The brushes there's a specific brush that there's a uh additive that you can add into your water and also a brush but it takes forever because then you have to polish it and everything but the trick for decanting oh here we go using a blender what there's no faster way and better way to decant and they've done this during blind tastings. It's really sciencey, and I'm sure if anybody is a winemaker or a master psalm, they will never let me drink wine with them ever again. <laughs> but it's true. The 
blender as you could imagine, right? You put water in the blender, it's agitating that. It's getting a lot of oxygen through it. And that's all you're trying to do. Open it up. So with wine, blender. You For how long? Oh. Do you have to pulse it? <laughs> do you have to? No, just turn it on. <laughs> I know, I'm kidding. Just turn it on. Just turn it on. I mean, you don't want to heat it up, right? You're just, you're talking 20, 30 seconds. Just, just rev it up. We have Vitamix, so it has the dial that you can make faster and slower, mm-hmm. right? So the variable speeds. That's wild. So, yeah. Okay, so this is not the fancy uh, decanter. I've had to do it in a restaurant once. You have? Yeah, I took it in the back, threw it in the blender. They didn't know. We had these very bougie uh, people come in, order a very expensive bottle of wine, ask us to decant it. We just opened up a restaurant. And, and did it work? Did they love a, it? A decanter. So I told them a fake story. <gasps> um, and I went back, blended it, put it in just a uh, watercraft, said, you won't believe what this watercraft <laughs> can do to wine. <laughs> You're so bad. And they were blown away. They're like, wow, this is amazing. Blah, blah, blah. We need to get one of these. And it's just like a <laughs> watercraft. Like, you already have one. <laughs> <laughs> and then afterwards, after they had a couple of glasses and they were very excited and very happy and very pleased guests, um, I told them. Oh, you did? Yeah, of course I did afterwards. Oh, okay. <laughs> that is so funny. Okay, that leads me to my next question. Oh, wait. We never answered the first question. What are your favorite wines under $25? Okay, so I will go by probably a region because getting something out of Napa, if you find something from Napa that's twenty five under $25, don't buy it because it's probably not good. Really? Or because the price of land is so expensive, nobody's making good wines for under $25, right? It's the same as champagne. Champagne, true champagne, right? You have to buy the grapes alone cost six to $9 a pound. Whereas like, say you're in uh, Provence, maybe it's cheaper if you go to a, a country, um, Sylvania, right? They're going to have cheaper labor, cheaper uh, land. So it's just not going to be as expensive um, because that's really what's going into it. The bottle, the prices are the grapes. And then, cause there's a lot of amazing winemakers in this world. So I would go with Paso, um, mm-hmm. Paso Robles in central coast. They have amazing wine producers. There's not really anything out of there that I've had under the $25 that I just do not like. Um, it's really quality, great producers again. And, and the, you can tell them the one that I love and Dow Dow. Oh, so good. Dow is absolutely an amazing producer, especially the wines that they have at the, because your favorite, you can't buy at the grocery store or anywhere, uh, or at a wine shop, you have to buy at Winery Direct. But like at Trader Joe's, they have Dow mm -hmm. for about $21, and it's their red, um, I think. It's just the cab. Just the cab, yeah. And And it's it's delicious. Delicious. Yeah. It's so good. So that, I definitely would say is one. I would say that's definitely one. Um, and then, uh, Pinots, if you can get a Pinot from say Russian river Valley that, or Sonoma in general, there's some from Petaluma wine gap, delicious, uh, products there. Um, what about a white uh, and white? I would say, cause we are in California, central coast. But if you even want a Riesling, there's some really cool Rieslings coming out of the Finger Lakes up in um, New York. 
upstate New York mm. um, that are really delicious, you know, and they're not overly expensive. So I would say those are some things. It, Italy has too many options. Um, you, it's a hit or miss, mm. I think. Cause Interesting. It's just too many grape varietals. They have over, you know, 3,600 different varietals that they produce wine from. So try to remember all that. I love that. Okay, here's the last question. Are you ready for this? Can you just tell us a few celebrities, if you can, that have come into your restaurants? And who's the best tipper and who's the worst tipper? One, I'm really, really, and you know this, I'm really bad at names. I know, but it's okay. We can play, we can play like a game and you can just give me some clues here. Um, We'll play charades. Well, honestly. There was a, there was a, I feel like you told me a story of, I think he was a basketball player. Oh. And you guys called him something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was I it? I do remember this one. This one's easy because in Chicago, he would come into any restaurant. No tipping Pippin. <laughs> oh. Scotty Pippin Yikes. does not tip. Yikes. Period. Is it, maybe he was having a really rough no. time. <laughs> the city knows him as no tipping Pippin. <gasps> yeah, he guys, is. That's he, some juice right there. And I delivered the food one time and he just was not nice. Like, no? No. I delivered it and he's just not humble. We'll just say that. Oh no. <laughs> You're not invited on my show. <laughs> Pippin. <laughs> no tipping Pippin. Okay. And who was someone cool or a, like, like, I mean, I have more probably interactions with a lot of sports, um, athletes, you know, hockey players, baseball players. And a lot of them are just really, cause they're down to earth. You know, those are sports that yeah. um, are just naturally down to earth. Not saying that everybody is or everybody isn't in other sports. Yeah. I played basketball, um, not very down to earth. Um, <laughs> <Shut> <laughs> but uh, is there anyone that sticks out that you're like, oh, he was so cool or she was so cool um, or I learned something from this person? There's just so many. Give v- us something. Give us a little know, juice. There's so many celebrities there's that just come through and then there's it's. I think for me, celebrities aren't the thing that get me excited, right? What about like a CEO but, of someone? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have tons of uh, CEOs that come in to restaurants either in when I was in Chicago or now in Newport Beach. And Any big names? There's a guy that comes in. He owns a water company. He honestly is a really down-to-earth, great human being. When you see him, it's like, okay, all his clothes are tailored, but they're mm-hmm. not like f- over, the, over top. the top, right? Yeah. It just He wears jeans. He comes in and I just is normal, down-to-earth human being, and he always takes care of the team. If I know you, I'm going to take care of you. That's just the hospitality piece in me. And then in return, they always get taken care of. Yeah, like you got to know. You you know which ones yeah. you get that are going to be nice, genuine human beings, great conversationalists, and then the ones like Scotty. <laughs> Scotty, no tipping, pippin. That's right. Oh, my gosh. I love you. Thank you for being on today. I know you have to get to work, but that was fun, wasn't it? I think it was a great, it was a great time. I hope I, I feel like answered this was the our questions. Di- I feel like you did. <laughs> you answered everything. And I feel like this was like our little date. Yeah. <laughs> is this our new date night? <laughs> this is the new We're date sipping night. a little wine. Exactly. We're having a conversation. <gasps> I, I think mean, I, I think I just carved out a little date night every week. <laughs> Cheers. 
to you, to listeners out there that get to be part of the date nights. Yes. <laughs> I didn't tell you, but we got a bill for Piper's uh, medical hospital event. $1,700 for a stomach bug and a possible heart murmur. You know what? As frustrating as the money is, she is well and we survived. Amen. To that, I leave you guys. We love you and we will see you all next week. hope you guys enjoyed that conversation with Riley and I. I really am thinking about making that our date night. <laughs> Anyways, for our giveaway this week, it's for the Summer and Sloan bows. It's a three-month subscription. They're the cutest bows. And the winner is Molly Joe underscore Johnson. It looks like you have a little precious angel of your own. I hope she enjoys them. Congratulations, and I will reach out to you so that you can get your three-month subscription. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. I am really loving talking to you guys again. I I can't just say my gratitude and appreciation for all of you. I love you all so much. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, review. That's the only way this show is going to keep going and surviving. (laughs) I love you all. And remember, stay humble and stay hungry. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.